0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports. With Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn.
1: Second hour of Life the Tower on The Horn. Craig Wade, Jeff Howe, with you. If you missed... Uh, Hour number one, you can catch it podcast page at hornfm.com. Our conversation with David Pierce, Longhorn's baseball coach. They're uh, up to number 14 in the D1Baseball.com rankings in first place to the midway mark for them of the Big 12 race. Like I said, it's, it's, um, uh, you might say, staggered in terms of the schedules because um, with nine baseball-playing institutions in the Big 12, remember, Iowa State has not fielded a program since 2000, so... Uh, with that uh you have one school that has an open date on the schedule every week and um uh I think this week it's is it Kansas state oh I'll pull it up anyway uh but the but uh t c u had the open date on the schedule last weekend of course texas uh you, you actually have two one toward the front one toward the back, and a longhorn started one week later on the conference play. Uh, because they play New Orleans, and then they have one. They always have theirs coming out of final exam week, and they'll have San Jose State coming in uh, off of that. So there's always uh, something of that going on, and there'll be another one uh, that has – it's not Texas Tech. And and I know it's not West Virginia because they started two weeks after everybody else had started. They're just running straight on through in uh, conference play. So, anyway, you, you alternate right, it's Kansas State, they're going to Irvine, California this week to play UC Irvine. By the way,
2: Craig, just did some baseball reference homework during the break. Nate Minchie, yes, Pflugerville product. Yes, he is. Taken by the Expos. Shout out to Mike Harge, also yeah, uh-huh, the Expos traffic. Uh-huh. Second round of the 1987 draft. Yeah. Remember who was taken first overall in 1987? I didn't even need to look it up.
1: Was that your Brian Taylor pick? No, no. nineteen
2: eighty seven would be one. George Kenneth Griffey Jr. was the number one that? overall pick.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, anytime I can get into King Griffey Jr. reference on the show, it's a good day.
1: A yes, win. there you go. There you go. Uh, Clean up from our number one. Stoner was was listening to David Pierce talking about. He said, "Why are the umpires tightening the zone? This is not the level of play." where that makes sense, or are they just poor? I think it's more the latter and the porter than the, than the former. Let, let me tell you something. Um, there was an umpire uh, in the series, and uh, I, I'm not going to mention him by name, but it, it was an umpire in the series. I had never seen him before, and this is 20-plus years of, of calling you know, Big 12 and Longhorn Baseball, and um, I'd never seen him before. Keith Moreland had never seen him before, and several others had, had never seen him before. Uh, but he was part of the crew. I guess he's worked some other Big 12 series. He, um, one of the games of the series, he was at first base. One of the games of the series, he was on the plate. And to say he struggled would be a gigantic understatement. Uh, he struggled on out-safe calls at first. I think four calls went to review, and he his calls upheld one time out of the four. Uh, struggled at the plate as well during the weekend when when he got that. So he he had a difficult time uh, on that. Now that's not to put everything on him, and or even some of it. It's an example, is what I'm talking about about how some things have been difficult. I I know this. I saw uh, one of those TrackMan reports that uh, Coach Pierce was talking about. And in the Kansas State series, uh, in one of the games, uh, the amount of balls called strikes and strikes called balls was alarming, <laughs> it yeah. says. So, uh, on both sides, not only Texas or against that, whatever, on both sides. So, it is a problem. It, it, it is an issue. So, anyway, that's that, I'm not sure what the deal is to answer that, so... Anyway, uh, with regard to uh, Coach Pierce's talk about um, uh, the 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 long road trip back from East Carolina and the players having to be in the uniform, he said, "Couldn't the baseball team just find a water hose to spray off the stink? <laughs> just hose everybody down and get on the get on the bus after that." Uh, uh, the, it, oh, the, our friend, Police Chief Cantu says, "I went to school with a kid named Facundo, and his dad called him Falk." for sh- for short um so he's Delo, falk okay or falk uh falk you just have to be careful yeah, how you say that
2: i think there. i think we get it yeah um uh,
1: you know uh cam somebody said what you're dealing with known as rusty pipes yeah there was some rusty rusty pipes <laughs> on that. so so there's there's some of that uh bizarre dale dudley our good friend says uh, i was hanging out at the holiday unit in huntsville back in the day And a buddy of mine had been bitten by a brown recluse. After trying for several days to get medical attention with no luck, the hole in his arm erupted with tens of baby spiders Uh. while we were playing dominoes. Still freaks me out. Wow, that's a great prison story.
2: (laughs) That is easily one of the most disturbing things I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, see... and and I didn't have I, I was bitten by a brown recluse spider Were once. Really?
2: Yeah, it, knock it was, on wood. Never been bitten by a spider.
1: Uh, I, I was bitten by a brown recluse, and um, and uh, and this was you know you've heard us talk about when we did golf on the radio with the Byron Nelson Colonial. Yeah, and that so it happened in May. It was right around this time of year, and the spiders are more and more prevalent coming out. It's nice and warm and all that stuff. I did not know that I was bitten. It it happened like overnight kind of like the scorpion thing that happened
2: oh yeah 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 mm-hmm.
1: and all of a sudden I get this kind of this welt that starts swelling up on on my thigh. Or near the kneecap, but just a little above the Did kneecap. You think like it was
2: like a pimple or something. Yeah, I like didn't a think boil about,
1: maybe. That's exactly what I thought. And then it and then it got. And then I got like
2: a, a Does sore a throat. Not sound like the worst thing you could deal yeah. with in terms of blemishes. Well, boil.
1: Well, this is pretty much they tell you to lance though. So what happened was this thing just started getting really big and kind of gross. And I was having a I was, I was having a, a sore throat. Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting in the press room, and of course it's hot in May. We're wearing shorts, so you could see it. Yeah. And somebody said, "What's that?" And I said, "I don't know." And engineer in the middle of eating a sandwich, the he goes, "That's a spider bite." <laughs> he says, "Let me tell you what that is right now. That's a spider bite." Is it really? And so then the thing was, I didn't even have to lance it. It burst, kind of like what, uh, like our buddy is saying, and it just. It, but I didn't have a uh, tin's of baby spiders coming out, it was just oozing pus all over the place. So, you see, I don't get that lucky. I don't get spiders yeah. <laughs> coming out of my leg. I just get pus That's one situation, out.
2: Craig, where you should be happy that pus came back. Can you imagine it would haunt your nightmares for eternity if you, you can had... Imagine, but, but the stories you'd have? Dude, dude that, ain't, that ain't working. Baby spiders were born out of no. my... Brown recluse spider bite <laughs> out of your hairy kneecap. No, that, I don't want to wake up in a cold sweat. Fifteen years from now, just like just like some Glen Allen Hill style. Like, oh, spiders! There was spiders crawling everywhere. That's a point. That's By the way, mean. hey, real quick before we talk Texas quarterbacks, can I tell you uh, tell you how I woke up this morning? Yes. I woke up laughing, and my wife was like, she's in the bathroom getting ready. She's like, "Why are you laughing?" I was like, "Well, I was like, I had a dream that I was watching one of those late night talk shows." and it was an animal trainer who had a monkey, and the monkey just took a dump all over the trainer. And in the dream, I was laughing at the TV show, and I woke up laughing.
1: <laughs> That's funny. That's, that is That is good. It's good that you have one of those It
2: beats the hell out of where you're screaming in a dream, and you wake up screaming, oh, this is one where I was laughing in the dream and woke up laughing.
1: Uh, somebody else on the Specs text line uh 3776 said, the longest I went without a shower, was on a deployment to Iraq while I was in the Marine Corps. 72 days. Imagine how bad it was with a whole platoon of guys who hadn't showered in 72 days. You win. <laughs> and thank you for your service. I
2: imagine something like, uh, yes, thank you for your service, sir or madam. Um, Somebody
1: said baby spiders coming out of skin is BS. Browns don't do that. I
2: imagine fats. that would smell like if you took like a big wheel of like Limburger cheese... Mm-hmm. And just left it out in the sun,
1: yeah. What and that maybe put some like.
2: curdled milk in there, and yeah. then like put the lid on it, and then took it off after yeah. you know a week or two, and smelled it. Probably something like that.
1: Cam, somebody's suggesting Afrin, saying it's an instant nosebleed stopper. So maybe that's Go over the counter. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You can get that over the counter. It's that's, no spray.
2: I'll I'll do the Craig reminder for you. Be careful with the nasal spray. Yep, you could become addicted.
1: Yep, It's habit forming can be, uh, no, because it. It really works at first. Then all of a sudden you need a little more and you need a little more. You know, <laughs> that's how that works. Uh, so uh, Bizarre Dale Dudley, th- th- somebody's calling BS on your story about that. The tens of baby spiders coming out. You said while we are playing domino still freaks me out. So more details. I'd like to hear more details on that.
2: Let's let's not.
1: Okay. Let's not. i tell you what we'll do. We're going to take a break, come back. We have a Flex 30 update. Then we'll get to our Longhorn Notebook
2: and we'll... Talk some quarterbacks. Don't know that of I've ever been so happy to get to a break in the history of the show.
1: We'll do it right now here on Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019 AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app at hornfm.com.
3: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Craig Webb and Jeff Howe, Light the Tower. He's going up my wall can
2: very he's
1: <laughs> that's some spider conversation oh, for you there spider. you know the person who called BS on Albazazar oh, Dale's story he said I wouldn't believe it either unless I actually saw it And then he added, or maybe we had too much hooch, lol, who said that. Uh, Or that. um, um, Someone said, My Marine brother can understand about the deal about having to go without bathing. You know, said 2003, flying back from Kuwait on leave, the smell I brought into that civilian plane. I couldn't apologize enough. You cannot get clean back in those days washing your clothes in garbage bags and boxes. That's hey, a great point.
2: How long do they give you to finish the Boston Marathon? Like at what, at what point do they just pull you off the course? And be so like, you've nah, had nah, enough. You're done. Yeah,
1: that's a good question. You know who's running the Boston Marathon today? Jeremy Rosenthal, the women's basketball SID. Is he really? At Texas. Wow. It's it's not his first one either. Uh, uh, I think he said the one last year did not go well, but he, uh, Jeremy's a runner, and so he uh, he. he had, he had, I think, posted on Facebook that he was getting ready to do it, and I congratulate for him. And and what Linda told me, and what I forgot to do, is to ask him if he was going to hand out baked goods <laughs> as he went there, because Jeremy's a baker too, and he does. Yeah. Cam knows he's great baker. I mean, you know, cupcakes and and uh, cake balls and cookies and his, all kinds of stuff. His Twitter account's a mix of baking and a mix of running. How about that? The running baker or the baking runner.
0: Something like that.
1: Uh, Time for a Flex 30 update.
0: Flex ATX. For the best high school sports coverage, listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement.
1: Okay. Um... Greater Austin area had a good run, but uh, no state championships claimed in boys' and girls' UIL soccer. Uh, Dripping Springs got to the finals yeah. in the boys and fell uh, in that. I did see something alarming yesterday. I was rolling down um, Austin Avenue over by, you know, Berkelbach and all that, and there was a sign at a, uh, a private lot that said event parking, like for the UIL tournament, fifty dollars what who
3: would who wait would pay are you
1: fifty dollars to go to a UIL? are you sure it
3: wasn't for the music festival in georgetown oh okay well there there you go because the two step in georgetown music festival i don't know where it was at but i know it was really big they had some huge names okay a lot of people were going to it i was okay. also in georgetown okay well if maybe you're that paying was it. fifty
1: dollars then we need we need to restart society right now <laughs> okay i feel better about it now having having heard that um but uh, great runs for the area. Soccer Metroplex had a big weekend. Yeah. Uh, Flower Mount Marcus, Grapevine, uh, Salina. They, they It was a big weekend in the Metroplex for state championships.
3: They've okay. dominated soccer over the last few years in yeah. the Metroplex area. Okay.
1: Uh, Noseblee notwithstanding, how about the baseball you saw on Friday night?
3: Yeah, Round Rock, uh, again, another win. They run-ruled McNeil. Basically, have at least, they have clinched at least a co-championship in the 25-6A, so congrats to Coach Carter in the squad. If you want to see Travis Sikora, the uh, potential first or second-round draft pick, two more chances, Craig, including Fister Ridge in two weeks. Uh-huh. Of course, to Al Matter, your son, I believe and then all four of my kids. All four, how about that? And yeah. then Cedar Ridge on Tuesday night and Westlake the Shaps also on their way to a district championship as well. So playoffs getting started about 2-3 weeks. All right, we're looking forward. Hey, I got I've got that. two
2: two flex notes real quick. Uh over the weekend Bryce Fraser from Vanguard yeah. commits to Michigan. For those who don't know, his dad played on the 97 Michigan National Championship team. Anytime your dad knows Tom Brady and Charles Woodson, it's probably going to help your
1: chances. Yeah, probably. Um,
2: and then I just actually saw this come up in our 24-7 Sports Slack feed. Uh, they're taking feedback on, hey, which freshman at the institution you cover you know, surprised this spring? Our Vanderbilt publisher says, Cedric Alexander looks like the best running back on the roster already. How about that?
1: That's great to hear.
2: LBJ. Shout them. out to LBJ.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's good to hear. Alright, there it is, your Flex 30 update. Before we get to the uh, Longhorn Notebook, it is Patriots Day. Boston Marathon is running. The winner, I think, was just over two hours and five minutes. Now, one thing that's interesting, the David, grand... Ortiz, David Ortiz isn't running in this? No, he's okay. the Grand Marshal of the parade. But, of course, now the, the ball game has started at Fenway Park. It, they had a rain delay and they've started. But I always think of him going back, this is our bleeping city, yeah. you know, when he said that. We had that sound bite forever. Uh, so it was uh, always thinking of uh, Big Poppy on that. But they are playing. And uh, uh, the Angels uh, put a four spot on the board in the top of the first. And now the Red Sox are batting against Shohei Otani, who's pitching uh, today. Uh, They're at Fenway, Fenway Park. So they were supposed to start at 10 o'clock our time this morning. And it ended up being... Uh, about 11 o'clock when they started. It was about an hour late, but they're underway uh, playing at Fenway. Okay. Now, um, uh, Longhorn Bear uh, does say that, remind us you have to qualify. That's true. In order to participate in the Boston Marathon, the charity spots are available out of, is that 200 or 25,000 entrants? Usually about 300 don't finish. So there's your. There's your answer, there, Jeff. Out of uh, twenty-five thousand entrants, usually about three hundred don't finish. A bus comes by and picks you up and takes you to the finish line. Oh man, that's nice. Yeah, but I mean, you, you, listen, you finally hit it at mile nineteen and you can't do anymore. Well, oh, at least they'll come out and get you. You don't I have don't to. Wanna it, get, I it'd don't be wanna a walk to, like, of shame for the final six miles, you know.
2: I just, I, I hope that's not like at mile twenty-five where they come pick you up. Like, no, just let me, just let me finish.
1: I think you'd have to probably be like laying down or sitting down and just couldn't couldn't go anymore. Just, for let me get in a happen.
2: wheelbarrow and somebody just yeah, pull me yeah, across yeah, the finish line. Yeah, you can't
1: do that. You got to got to finish under your own power. okay. On that on that deal. No Ricky Bobby here running <laughs> around the track. Can't do that. To the, of course it's highly irregular completely illegal since I did not finish uh, in their car. Uh that sort of thing. So, anyway, that's thank you Bear. Appreciate that. Cool. Uh and and CB reminds us too that that Boston Marathon a bombing series on Netflix. Excellent if you haven't seen it. I'm wanting uh, to remind uh, folks on that pretty pretty gripping there. Uh you know you were talking about that uh, that music festival there. $300 tickets to get into the Two Step in Georgetown.
3: Yeah, it was a hot commodity this week. I think so $50 Childress... to park
1: didn't seem like so much then. <laughs> it's a little too rich for my blood. Uh, there you go. What is not too rich for Jeff's blood is the notebook. Jeff, how's Longhorn Notebook?
2: Let's talk quarterbacks. Yeah. we got. Uh, and look, we, we'll talk spring ball. We'll talk about it on Longhorn Blitz podcast this week. We'll obviously keep talking about it throughout the week. Kind of get into some of the nitty gritty. Um, let's talk quarterbacks, though. Okay. He, here's kind of my overarching theme with quarterbacks, Craig. I don't don't get so caught up in the minutia of who's competing with who and what the pecking order is that you lose sight. Of where all three of these guys are in their development. Like, does Quinn Ewers look better than he did at this point last year? Yeah, yeah. He, he looks much better he mechanically. Yeah. Just you can see the there's the confidence there that he lost at some point last fall. Like, you could tell Quinn Ewers physically, you can tell Quinn Ewers has improved. He's a better quarterback now than he was mm-hmm. when the regular season ended. We really haven't seen Malik Murphy, but I think now that he's healthy and we see the arm, you can say, okay, hey, Malik Murphy has a chance to maybe be a really good backup quarterback for this team in 2023. And Arch Manning, in some respects, as talented as he is, and you can see flashes of the talent, yeah, he's a, a true freshman quarterback in his first semester learning an offense and still kind of trying to figure it out. So all three of those guys are at different points. But what the key thing is for me is the progress that that room is making and the trajectory that those three different guys are on I think it's a best case scenario for Texas because even if Quinn Ewers is your starter, Malik Murphy can be your backup, and Arch Manning doesn't have to play as a true freshman. That to mm-hmm. me is going to, if that ends up happening in 2023, that will be one of the most positive things for the future of this program if Arch Manning does not have to take a significant snap. Now, with the four game redshirt deal, could you get him out there and mop up time or whatever? Yeah, you could. But the, if, if he doesn't have to take any high leverage snaps, I think that's really good for this program. And I'll, I'll throw this in there about Malik Murphy. Everybody's saying Sark needs to open up the competition and, and Malik looked better than Quinn and this, that, and the other. Keep in mind, this is the one position where I will couch and say it's the spring game. There is an entirely different view you take when you watch a guy in a highly controlled environment as opposed to when he's out there and the, the, the 11 guys on defense are trying to make his life hell. It's a completely yeah. different deal. I take nothing away from what Malik Murphy showed. Showed some really good tools. And, you know, uh, Mike Roach mentioned this, and Craig, you've heard Mike talk about it a lot. People tried to talk about so much in the recruiting process what he didn't have that you lose sight of what he does have. And he's not as raw of a passer as I think people assumed he was. Uh, you know, just his ability to, again, to make all the throws on the route tree. You. you see why a guy like Sark. Would want a quarterback like that where everything in the playbook is open. Right. And, and Sark really liked him a lot as a recruit. So I just like the way that room is trending right now. And I don't know, to me, th- this is the psychological part of that position that I, I don't pretend to, to get into or, or know enough about to get into. But like, go back to the start of a spring practice. When Sark said, when he was asked, you know, hey, is the job open? He said, well, you know, there's competition in every position. Mm-hmm. Because there's no point. Why are you going to tell Malik, Murphy, and Arch Manning day one a spring ball, what regardless of whatever you told them privately? Why are you going to tell them in a public forum? Yeah, you guys have no chance to compete. Why
1: are you going to go Blake shaping on them?
2: Yeah, these, these next 14 practices for you guys, it doesn't matter. Quinn's our guy. Whether he's terrible, you guys ball out, doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But you get to the end of spring – and Sark's saying, yeah, it's it's fair that that Quinn is our starting quarterback. And now you got, oh, Quinn Ewers won the competition. Quinn Ewers won the competition. If you listen to what Sark said on Saturday, that competition's not over. Because he doesn't want Malik Murphy to think he has no chance to go win the job. Right. He doesn't want Arch to think, yes, you're definitely going to redshirt. You've got to keep dangling that carrot in front of those guys and make them feel like, yes, you're still – every rep you take in practice, every rep you take in the weight room, all those reps you're going to get in the summer sessions, whether it's with the coaches, the limited time they've got together, or with the team in seven-on-sevens, every rep you take is out counting towards the possibility of you winning that job. So he's not going to take that away from those guys, but maybe it's a reassurance thing for Quinn Ewers – Maybe he – and again, this, is, this would have to be between Quinn and Sark and Sark and A.J. Millie analyzing Quinn, which I don't pretend to do. It's not a, a safe practice, and I wouldn't advise that anybody does it. But maybe, Craig, Quinn is one of those guys that needs to know going into the summer, hey, this is your team. Unless you do something during the summer where you're not putting in the work, you're not continuing to get better, and one of those guys passes you, this is going to be your team. Go out and work during the summer and continue to make it your team. So that's just kind of where I am on on the quarterbacks. Don't lose sight of where all three of these guys are and the fact that you've got a a best-case scenario unfolding in that quarterback room just involved in the minutia of, oh, who's going to be QB1 and who's really competing for this job and who's not.
1: The labeling of it. Yeah. There just doesn't need that because there's too much work to do right now for all of them. All of them. All three of them.
2: the if you came out of that spring game thinking, okay, Quinn Ewers has this made, then then you watched a different game than I did. Cause there's still a lot of stuff you yep. can improve on. Yep. And Malik Murphy, I don't I I've learned enough, Craig, by this point to know one thing. I don't bank on anything from a quarterback until I see him under center when, pardon the expression, when the bullets are live. Mm-hmm. I don't every, everything else to that point doesn't matter. It's what do you do now? which the fact that Malik Murphy had a really good spring game and made progress in spring is great. But don't just think if you throw him out there that it's just going to click and he's going to be better than Quinn Ewers. We haven't seen it yet. So much at that position that is about Piling on brick by brick, that, that that repetitive process, the cumulative process of playing quarterback that gets you to that point. It's like we talked about that slow burn. We saw it with Quinn. He was really good early on. Those first couple of starts he had hit that wall in the middle of the season. And then in the bowl game, we saw some progress. And now in the spring, we've seen some progress. It's a long, even for the best quarterbacks we've seen in this program, there's a process everybody goes through before you hit that, that whatever your ceiling is going to be before you start to really get towards it we saw it with Colt we saw it yep. with Vince we saw it with Sam happens with everybody so just keep that in mind yeah it's still still too
1: too much to evaluate and i thought i thought it was interesting what Sark said to you guys in the press conference as well as kind of what it, he alluded to it in the post game interview with us about this revealing a little more character about the the totality of the group through these grinding Workouts that are going to happen over the summer. Yeah, that 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 he said we learn a lot more about our guys and there's a there's it it's it's a bit more revelatory.
2: So that's when you're. Uh, I think he phrased it to you guys. That's when the mental and physical toughness needs to be there. I think yeah. the way he said it to us was that's when that's when your culture really needs to be there is during those summer workouts because man, those are those are brutal yeah absolutely brutal (laughs) um see like this text i wouldn't be surprised if malik murphy enters the transfer portal and somebody gets a damn good quarterback why would malik murphy enter the portal coming off of that spring why would he go into the portal
1: yeah
2: there's no reason for him to because you've met wherever you would transfer to, you've missed spring ball at that place. So what are you going to do? Go there during the summer and start this process all over again?
1: I think some folks probably look at it because they they hear they hear that you know Texas may be active in the portal. Sark said we'll wait and see. Don't know yet. Uh, trying to get somebody to plug in to go and work whether it's defensive end, an edge guy, or something some other area. Yeah. And maybe folks are equating that to saying, well, well, he can go in and somebody will pick him up and bring him right in to be a quarterback. A lot more difficult for a quarterback to do that. Yeah.
2: I mean, like like we talked about with Quinn, I mean, it was it was a roll of the dice for Sark. It was a gamble to say, you know what, um, instead of keeping Casey Thompson around for another year, who I think we can all agree did, did at the very least you could say he did a solid job in 2021, and there were times where Casey – Really had a handle of the offense and moved it well, and and they looked really good. But Sark said, "No, I'm not satisfied with what we've got right now. we am going to the portal." And he goes into the portal and gets Quinn, and Quinn's competing for the job from day one. But it's not like Quinn was promised the job. Yeah, he, he had to go compete with Hudson Card for that job. Yeah. So wherever Malik Murphy would go, it's not like look if if he's gonna go to a place where as a redshirt freshman you're gonna promise him the job, that's probably not a place I want to go if I'm a quarterback.
1: Yeah. It means it's a place that's really in want.
2: Yeah. So I would just tap the brakes on the Malik Murphy transfer portal stuff. If he goes in there, I I would say it's a bad move on his part. At the very least, just play, just kind of do what Hudson Card's done and what we've seen other quarterbacks do. Saw Shane Bouchelle do it Yep, uh, in, in 2018. Just play the season out, play the semester, and then at the end of the semester, at that point, if you if you want to go into the portal, it's better to go in at that point where you can get somewhere in the spring when when the workouts start, and then you're whoever it is. If you're going somewhere, they probably don't like where they are at quarterback, so you're probably starting on an equal plane with the other guys that are there. So uh, that's how that's what I would do it if I. That's how I would do it if I was a quarterback.
1: Uh, uh, somebody said Manning throws funny. He has a weird arm motion, kind of a shot put motion. Did you see that? No, I mean I know he had to get rid of the football on some occasions. Uh, on some uh, occasions, when he was rolling out of the pocket, and was just chucking it away. But on regular downfield throws, I didn't detect anything I, like that. No, I
2: didn't didn't see that from no. Arch. And then you know Ricardo from Galveston, th- Specs on, by the way, three three seven three seven seven six, asked basically says the same thing. Why would Malik Murphy hit the portal? Like there's no there's no reason for him to hit the portal. Uh, Sart. Publicly, and I'm sure privately, has given him every indication. No, you're you're still playing for something here. Yeah. And plus, again, I'm going to sound like a broken record. Sark's first two seasons, he's had to go to the backup quarterback by game three in each of those seasons. If I'm Malik Murphy, I'm thinking, I really am one play away from being the guy. Just keep learning this offense, keep gr- keep grinding, and my opportunity might get here a lot sooner than I would expect it.
1: Somebody asked about uh, Cole Hudson, and of course, didn't participate.
2: Yeah, recovering from that shoulder surgery.
1: Yeah, so 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 couldn't see how he looked like. Uh, MJ from Hern, you know the town that Walmart killed twice. Yeah, asking about Texas going after Bear Alexander. I I
2: wouldn't expect that to happen. I mean, I, I think Texas could inquire about that, but that all the smoke seems to be him heading to USC. Yeah. Um,
1: so anyway, all right, there's, there's some that somebody said Quinn drops that ball, arch darts, that puppy, like a Manning dink and dunk forever.
0: Jeff there's, Say what?
1: A, Jeff, there's been a few more crystal balls for
3: uh Jarrett Gibson
2: to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Number one running back in the country for, for, uh, for 2024 had a really good visit. Another unofficial visit. So, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's another thing I would encourage people like if you're. And I, I don't see as much of it this year, Cam. I don't know if you've seen it. If you're up in arms about where Sark is in the recruiting class for 2024, if you haven't learned by now, like, it, it's going to come together at some point. Plus, that's the that's the catch, to, or as Sark would say, that's the key to the drill in this whole deal. The more you stack one talented class on top of the other, at some point it's going to be harder for you to recruit at certain positions uh, and, and get certain guys in here. Like, honestly, like, pretty much any big-time 2024 quarterback you were going to recruit, they pretty much started looking elsewhere the minute Arch Manning committed to Texas, whether it was Dylan Rayola or, you know, whoever. you know Because they know, like, okay, Quinn Ewers, Malik Murphy, Arch Manning, yeah, it could be a while before I get to play at Texas. Right. But that's, that's one of those first-world problems you want to have. That's a good problem to have. So I haven't seen, Cam, have as much hand-wringing about recruiting in the spring as maybe we did the last two springs
3: it felt like the 2023 class came together in june right just june, like,
2: july just like the 22 class started exactly. to come together over the summer so uh yeah this staff is setting some things up and you're starting to see guys locking official visits for you know or mid to late june so that's that's when that's when the staff gets the bulk of their work done
1: so we said, can we consider that malik might actually be thrilled with his development under Sark. He could have transferred a long time ago if he felt that Sark wasn't a good quarterbacks coach.
2: That that could be that could be the case too. Like you don't know. Again, that's the part that I think it's a it's a fool's errand to get into it. You don't know what's intrinsically motivating some of these kids.
1: Right. Espe- uh,
2: especially at that position where I think maybe there's some kids that understand that it's a slow burn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the answer to the question was the last time Texas had one quarterback play the whole
2: season. Sam Ellinger in 2019.
1: 19. That's the last time Said he believes in some of and Bevo Lance Jason said as well he thinks that uh, Malik will get playing time against Rice, and this texter it, said it, he'll get playing
2: time. It hadn't happened too often. Like uh, if if I, I did this – I've done this a few times. So I think like Chris Sims in 2002, yeah. uh, Vince in 2004, like where you didn't need the backup quarterback to to do anything, like you need a no. chance mock to finish the Missouri game. They did need 04. they
1: did need the um uh, trying to remember who the backup was in O two to Sims. Uh, chance mock was it mock yeah, it in O two? Yeah. yeah, He had to come in when they had to pull uh, oh, Chris's yeah. finger back Chris, in the joint. Chris did go back
2: in that game though.
1: At Nebraska, threw for over four hundred yards. Yeah. They won that game. Nathan Vasher, the big interception there late. Mm-hmm. That was my off of Jamal Lord. Yeah, that was my Hello Newman call. That game when uh, and it just it was one of those organic things. And Terrence Newman for Kansas uh, uh, State. Oh no, I was talking about Nebraska. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking other the Saturday night the Kansas State game with the Terrence Newman when he was returning the kickoff and got slammed by Philip Geiger, <laughs> and and it just it just kind of popped in my mind and as it was oh was he had I said. You know, Philip Giger. I uh, said Newman thought he had an alley coming up the center of the field, and all of a sudden, I said, he, I said uh, uh, Philip Giger rolled up on him and said, "Hello, Newman," <laughs> and knocked it That's out. Good stuff. Key said he almost fell out of the booth. It, it, it but you had Sim,
2: Sims, Sims 0 O two, uh, yeah, Vy in O five. I guess if you want to count O four since he started every game, right? Uh, Colt would have been in O. I count Colt O seven because uh, yeah. he got beat. He got dinged up against Nebraska. Yeah. Um, and you had to have John Childs come to the game. Everybody right. remember the Q package? Yeah. What, what fun that was. Um, in 08. Colton 08. Colt No 08, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Gilbert, believe it or not, in 2010. Yeah. And then I don't think you had that again until Sam in 18. Uh, yeah. Because there was the whole Tyrone Swoops, Gerard Hurd, David Ash, Case McCoy. Colt No 09. Shane Buchel. Mus- well, no. You needed Garrett to come in in the national championship game. So you had, you had I was that. thinking
1: of the season, not January 2010. But you're correct. Have you, have you blocked that out? <laughs> Just, Just
2: tried to for never think
1: about that ever again. But uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. I was thinking about the season. In I'm thinking regular season in season. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. it was kind of an important game. Yeah, um, there. yeah. Uh, one texter was asking about the. Uh, the transfer portal, yeah. Brendan Thompson is in the portal. Yep. Brendan Thompson, Jaden Alexis, Travell Johnson, Derek Brown are the four that have gone to the portal. But as, 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 media, as sarcastic as meetings with guys this week, you're you're going to see some other guys hit the portal. It's yeah. just, and for the it's person asking, ask, it. it
1: was not Terrence Nunn. It was Terrence Newman.
2: Terrence Nunn played for Nebraska, yes. the wide receiver in Nebraska. But yes. Craig's talking about Terrence I Newman was talking about
1: Newman came. in the K-State game.
2: You know why? So. Probably because 2 Texas won in Manhattan and Lincoln that year. Yeah. Went to both places on a road and Hey,
1: went. here's
2: here's can I have a breaking news
1: sounder? Here's a, here's a breaking news sounder here. This, a friend from Hearn, MJ, says forgot to mention there are talks for Walmart to come back to Hearn. No way. So what will we call it now, Walmart? To kill three times?
2: <laughs> or to kill Hearn three if, times. If that Walmart shuts down. Yeah. It, I'll, I'll call it twice with an asterisk next to it. We'll we'll wait and see if we can yeah. get, get the three peat. On yeah. Walmart killing her.
1: CB says he doesn't believe that Chris came out of the game. He said, I believe they called a timeout and popped his finger didn't back it? in place.
2: That, that sounds right. Yeah. I've
1: slept since then. See, I, I, that's why That's why I hesitated. Thinking, who would have gone in? And it would have been Chance, but I didn't remember seeing him in the game. But I also know for a fact that, as everybody saw, Chris come out and they had that sideline shot of them popping it back. Kenny Boyd popping that finger back in the joint. My brother... My my uh, former itinerant truck driving brother, Mm -hmm. the one who's retired in Fort Worth, he he was holding the parabolic mic for us that night. Really? Yeah. He out driving a truck, and he parked it at the SAP Brothers truck stop out west of Omaha, <laughs> and I picked him up and, and rolled him in, and he did the parabolic mic for us. And, uh, he was standing nearby when he saw that. He said it almost made him sick to his stomach
2: when he saw him pop yeah. that
1: finger back into place. Kristen,
2: was a lot tougher than uh, the people give him credit for. Dude dude played a game with a ruptured spleen in the NFL. I was, was NFL. to say,
1: Google ruptured spleen. Uh, you'll find out more about that. All right, we'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn. We're done for today's show. Hey, we'll look forward to visiting with you tomorrow as we duck out of here right now. For our man behind the glass, our producer, Cameron Parker, and for my co host, Jeff Howe. I'm Craig Wade. Thanks for joining us up next. Chad and say we'll visit with you tomorrow at 10 o'clock right here on Light the Tower.